0: hello and welcome to the drop the remote podcast i'm ben hauck i'm chris hire and i'm shane foley and this is a podcast about champions uh a sports movie starring woody harrelson uh from 2023 as well as a sports movie draft of our best five starters uh, and a coach so we're excited to do that uh fellas it's been a heck of a week how the heck are you
1: doing good you know uh making our way through the week this week's going by kind of quick though so like i'm into that you know I'm ready for weekends at this point
0: over halfway through over halfway uh, for- there for sure we're all feeling that spring energy the, the movie slate is starting to come out we're getting out of dump you area there's things to look forward to um i think the the like the video game slate and the march madness final four all that kind of stuff a lot a lot going on uh in the world um but most importantly to yours truly john motherfucking wick number four jw4 jdubs4 dropped and it did not disappoint at all. I'm only disappointed in myself that I even downed Keanu for a half a second um, because John McFour should have been most anticipated first pick, first overall draft uh, of the most anticipated movies of 2023. Uh, two hours and 40 minutes flew by in what felt like <laughs> one karate chop to the neck, one judo, one John Wick judo chop to the neck, one pistol shot to the, to the skull. Um uh, It was unbelievable, and they they used all that time to make better drama and not just violence. Um, I am so sad you guys still haven't seen John Wick uh, to share this bliss of moment with me, but folks, if you haven't seen it yet,
2: go get some John Wick. You'll be happy to know. I read, and again, I I haven't seen John Wick 1, 2, 3, or 4, which they're on my list. I, I read people... I think people had assumed that number four was going to be the last one, but I read that the creators were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're ready to I go with several more. thought four and
0: five were filming in conjunction, and then it seems like at the press junkets, um, they've definitely been doing them singularly. So I don't know if they've got five in the hopper. Um, four very much is an epic. Um, it could end right here, or they could go on for – 10 more. Who knows? So they've also set up some spinoff characters. We know that the Continental is going to be a show on uh, one of the streamers about the hotels and and just like the whole assassin world that John Wick has built. So uh, folks, A++. uh, Go read the review on on our social and all that stuff. Uh, John Wick phenomenal. What else have you guys been watching?
1: I thought Shane was about to say he read the novelization of John Wick. (laughs) Does does that exist? I don't doubt that that. it's coming. It's got to be out there. Yeah, Uh, for me, I've just been watching uh, Luther. I've been trying to rewatch Luther in anticipation of watching the movie because it's been years since I've watched it. And also, Christy wanted to jump right into the movie. And I was like, there's some background information you might want to know. So but it's a ticking clock situation because it's on Hulu, but it keeps like I think it expires on like Saturday. And so I keep mm. being like, we got to watch another episode. Oh, you're we're burning. running out. Yeah, like we're getting real close. You got so. that treadmill up on full and um, It's Yeah, it's problematic. But I think we're, we might squeeze it out. Uh, speaking of squeezing them out, uh, did you catch <laughs> the last South Park episode? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we, uh, we went right from Japanese toilets to Butters running an ice cream shop and getting a paycheck, and Carter Cartman being so jealous that he opens his own hot dog stand. But because Cartman's a lazy fat piece of shit, he doesn't do any work, and Butters, the investor, has to come in and like make tons of money and run it without Cartman and kick him out of his own business. Um, a plus plus South Park episode this week, fellas. Yeah,
1: uh, what was it called, Dick and Bows? Dick and Bows, Dick and Bows, <laughs> <laughs> hot dog stand. You gotta love it. My
0: favorite is the ketchup where they add like the little hairs. And yeah, <laughs> they put balls on all the hot dogs. It's fantastic. Trey, they have not missed a beat yet. Trey Parker and Matt Stone on fire. What else we got, guys?
2: I uh, I finished up shrinking uh, towards the end of last week. I was happy to see that they did renew it for season two. The way the show leaves off, it could have been one very good easy season but they did renew it for season two i am currently up to date on ted lasso season uh episode three is now out tonight which i'll watch after this
0: love love me some ted lasso let's go back to shrinking real quick would you would you recommend after one season what's what's your overall grade of that shrinking yeah 8.3 out of 10 that's really high i mean i do Eight. love jason seagull uh, yeah. and so uh that that's definitely climbing the list for me as well as uh good old harrison ford in there so uh, yeah Ted Lasso, fantastic um we're excited to watch the the next episode tonight um let's see here and then succession i know we're kind of i'm i'm hit and miss on succession watched a lot of season one uh, spotty through two and three, and I was like, you know what? Everybody's talking about season four. Let me just watch the episode, see what I think. Uh, fellas, what what did you think of the Succession episode? Oh, I thought it was great. It was cousin Greg. I fucking love cousin. Cousin Greg, Greg is just in pure
1: form. I the love it. The, I they love, love you fondle the, to fruition. Yeah. Or what does it say? Is, is you rummage to fruition? Yeah,
0: the nasty
2: brothers are a hilarious. The nasty is great.
0: I think that's the only thing that like is the comedic relief of them is what keeps me okay. Because again, I'm so against this like white Lotus uh, ultra high wealth, individual TV shows. Like I'm not interested in billionaires being shitty to each other. The bore core fashion. Isn't really worth looking at. There's just nothing. uh, I, I enjoy watching them like hop on private flights and go to these fancy villas and whatever the heck they're doing. But like, I, I've, I've been saying it for a while. This, the whole super rich programming. Uh, unless we're going to take a new
1: turn on it, I'm, I'm over just watching rich people be mean to each other. All the business talk goes right over my head, but I'm just here for the the Tom and Greg relationship pretty much like that. And a, a couple of zingers are a random. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Roman Roman's hilarious though. Roman right. talking and how many to, uh, different
0: ways they can use the f bomb creatively. You know, what I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's been this much f bomb creativity in a long time. And no, I
2: I think succession. I kind of I I echo your your sentiments about wealthy culture and it getting a little bit played out on. On, uh, and and, and I'm glad,
0: you know, succession is an, another we talked about a little bit last time is four seasons and now, baby. Let's go. Barry, four seasons and now. John, uh not John Wick. Um we're just talking about the soccer show, uh, Ted Lasso three seasons and now. And like I kind of yep. like that these writers are just getting in and getting out. So uh, we'll I we'll see could, a Succession to tie a bow on it. I caught two other really good
2: things this week. I watched uh The Elephant Whisperers. It's like a 45-minute doc on uh it's on Netflix. It's about a couple that basically lives in the forest in southern india and they basically take care of these like wounded elephants and that's what they've been doing their entire lives it was really really good really beautiful and i also watched on apple tv uh, uh it's a short children's film uh, the boy the mole the fox and the horse if you have a kid i 100% recommend you watch that movie with them i thought it, it
0: was basically a new age version of winnie the pooh I, I could be wrong but i think both of those were oscar nominated i definitely know the mole the fox the Boy and the Horse, uh, I got the order wrong, but uh, that was definitely an Oscar nominated short. Um, so, yeah, great, great recommendations here. Uh, anything else before we jump into our poor Knicks, the the Knickerbockers, your New York Knickerbockers? I don't want to I don't want to make this a sports podcast, but I've, I've had, you know, I've been watching more college basketball. If you're going to do it, this is the week to do it, you know? Hmm. It's, exactly. Uh, is is the rankings this is moving week before you know playoffs eventually get going here. But the, the Knicks have just dropped too many on the road. So I've been out on sports, not really a college ball guy. Uh just kind of waiting for the NFL draft at this point. Anyway, um we're gonna jump into our movie review of champions. Um this is the Woody Harrelson vehicle. Uh just came out in March twenty twenty three, where he portrays a coach who gets kicked out of big college-level coaching basketball coaching jobs um, because he can't connect with his players and he keeps doing rude things to different people, ultimately culminating uh, in him uh, losing his job and then getting a DWI the same night. So he's hitting rock bottom, uh, and the judge which I think very nicely gives him just 90 days community service of teaching, coaching a um, Special Olympics basketball team as punishment for a – like, I wish they said, like, you're going to pay a $50,000 fine for your DWI. Maybe not that heavy. My understanding is that the first time DWI – all right, way off the rails of the plot. But anyway, the DWI (laughs) thing is going to be a conversation. They were were Um, very lenient. Extremely lenient to give 90 days uh, community service, um, in which Woody Harrelson then coaches a Special Olympics team all the way to the championship. Um, there's Caitlin Olsen is the love interest, uh better known as Sweet D from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Ernie Hudson is great as the Iowa State basketball coach, and then uh, Cheech uh, Marin being the you know the leader of the Special Olympics. Um, organization uh you know a couple nice cameos a little bit of star power fellas w- what did you think of this movie
1: so i whew, um this was okay so i can't rank it very well based off of my one viewing of it just because the the situation was a little messed up so i looked to see where i could go to like watch it right and The closest place for me was Rotterdam. You guys ever been to the Rotterdam Mall? The the Dam? The Dam? They have a mall. Yeah, they have a mall. There's an aquarium in it. There's a small aquarium in the Rotterdam Mall. I didn't know that. Rotterdam Mall 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 looks like the biggest
0: deal when I was a a tiny child, and now it is barely
1: making revenue from my
0: understanding
1: they have an aquarium and are any any malls i'm pretty sure they have a quick marriage chapel in the mall that i walked by so that was interesting so you can see some exotic fish a movie and get married all at once so i we went so we get there right and i we go up and it's you know the classic you walk into some doors to go get your tickets and so i'm like oh yeah two for champions and the guy's like okay you just go back outside those doors and to the right and it was just this weird door like unmarked didn't look like it was like a movie theater door it's like the auxiliary theater i went in there and it's like a quarter of a regular size movie theater there's a guillotine in the center it was, of the room it was fucking weird it's tight and then they start playing the previews and like the sound seemed a little weird but i was like all right whatever no big deal like and then the movie starts and it's the same thing. So like none of the music was barely, it, you could barely hear the music. So it'd be this weird thing of like, you're watching like Caitlin Olson make out with Woody Harrelson and there's supposed to be music over it, but there's not. So it's just like <laughs> weird mouth sounds and like, it's the most, and like jokes that can usually be funny when there's music that are like kind of mean, don't hit the same when there's not yeah. that music break. Yep. So like, a couple of times you're just like, well, what a douche. It probably give you it probably gives you a lot of
2: appreciation for like the sound production aspect of like films and like the scoring
1: level of films. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was that. I think it was just the movie theater was fucked up. One of the speakers was broken. or yeah. something like mm. that. I do. One time I did try and I can't remember what movie it was, but I tried to get them to fix the the subs. At, one, at like an Avengers movie or something. And they were like, stop asking us. We're not doing it. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, There's no low end. What are you doing? <laughs> so say the least a compromised movie experience. Oh, yeah. It might actually swing me the other way, though, because like it it balances me out because I also have a bit of a tie with my great uncle had Down syndrome. So I have a soft spot for this kind of a story. So it might even me out to back in the middle of like a neutral like watcher at that point. Fair enough.
0: I think we're. I think we should definitely come back to that point of of who the sympathy and who this movie. You know who won the movie essentially. uh Shane, how did you watch this movie? I I saw it in a theater. The sound did work. So we'll, we'll start <laughs> was that helpful? There. Did it help?
1: <laughs> yeah. The,
2: the sound did. The sound did work. That was it. Was enjoyable. I, I think, and we can get into this a little bit later on. So a couple things. One, I thought it was definitely a feel good story. I think there aren't a lot of movies that actually work that will like keep my interest that are so low weight because Mm. it was, it was very, it's very surface. You don't have to dig too deep. Extremely low stakes. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't leave you the viewer like up to having to draw your own conclusions. It does all that for you. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. It, it, you know, it's been in the box office for a while. I've seen that there's, it's getting less and less show times, which to me means like, it's not very popular, (laughs) but they're just waiting for something else to, take it over so i, I think started,
0: i was the last one to watch it and i had to choose between uh watching this movie at twelve forty-five at Crossgates mall or okay. i was able to pay for it on vod um so it is on peacock apparently as well so if you want to go catch this movie um it is already on a uh, streaming service okay um, but safe I to, say, to i watched it from the comfort <laughs> of my own home and uh yeah, uh sound worked fine. I'm out on TV. So yeah, that was a plus yeah. but that was my my single biggest beef is that soundtrack, uh, with the exception of Chumbawamba, drove me up a freaking wall of all these corny freaking songs that they added to, you know, be the pump up music. You know what I mean? I think of a sports movie. I'm thinking like The Rocky Horns, I'm thinking of Gotta Fly Now, I'm thinking of like just all the epic music of like, you know, we are the tie-ins, mighty money tie, you know, all that stuff. And this movie, the best thing it offers me. Is Carpool Karaoke, chumbawamba Love that scene. Great scene.
1: Everything else, <laughs> garbage. And so soundtrack there's already. A out of the gate. In there is there a little outcast in there at one point. There
0: was. But again, hey yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm just saying, like, hey uh, where, where does that fit in the um sports movie pump you up <laughs> spectrum? I don't know. I couldn't hear it. I also think like <laughs> I also think
2: there there's nothing. This movie was fine. It was totally yeah. fine. Like it's an easy watch. I think it's also it depends. Like, if you're having a shitty week and you can't decompress, you it's probably not the right movie to go to for like for you at the time. You got to be able to go into it with like low expectations, relaxed. I do think that when you put someone with like he's not an and he's not a movie star, but he's a really solid actor. When you put someone like Woody Harrelson in the lead, I think that that carries a movie that would otherwise be relatively shitty to a passable place
0: yeah i'm saying woody harrelson's an a-lister and and i guarantee he's the only a-lister in this in this movie um and and we talked earlier like how did woody harrelson sign on to a 16 million dollar budget uh no 4.5 million dollar budget so woody's check had to be what like half a million maybe a million to to be the lead of this movie um uh so so far it's at 16 million in the box office which you know 400 percent in your profit pretty good um you know it's directed by bobby farley one of the two farley brothers. Um, he's directed Trailer Park Boys, Hall Pass, Stuck on You, Shallow Howl was a good one, uh, and then the big one is something about Mary. He's also uncredited uh, co-director with his brother on Dumb and Dumber, so he's got like a lot of big comedy chops. And that's that's the other thing I was waiting for is I'm like, you've got Woody. I've seen Woody Harrelson be hilarious. Uh, Sweet D, uh, Caitlin Olsen of Always Sunny fame is so funny. Like I was like, let's go, let's go humor. And then the humor never really came in. There was definitely funny moments. And I think the supporting cast, um, uh, the Kevin Iannucci's as Johnny, Madison Tevlin, um, the, fo- you know, the, I'm glad that they cast actual folks with intellectual disabilities in, in these roles. Um, and they were the funniest people in the whole movie. They're oh, yeah. upstaging Woody Harrelson and Caitlin. And I'm just like, let's just focus on them. And I got like, I got too much Woody. I got too much Caitlin. I got too much of this love story. That doesn't matter at all. Let me, if you're going to give me the special Olympics champion movie, give me more of them. you know? Yeah. There were a lot of aspects
2: of this movie that, that didn't work. And I think it it was to your point, Ben, I think there was such a conflict in its identity. I mean, is it a sports movie? Is it a comedy? Is it a love story? And, And it couldn't, you can be all of those things, but you have to predominantly be one and then just have flavors of the other. And they didn't do a good job of like, they tried to spread it across evenly all three, and then you just have subpar in all three.
0: Yeah, it was it was watered pretty watered down all the way through. Um, we knew the sports movie like they, we knew the formula. Like they got to find the right player. He's going to reconvince him to join the team. And uh, I, I should pull up his name of who that is. You know, he's he's you know star basketball player. Darius. Um, Darius yeah adding yep. him to the team so you've got that wrinkle you've got the you know they, they got to run that one trick play and he teaches them the pick and roll which for a special olympics level basketball team is you know a pretty sophisticated play you know what i mean they tie it into shakespeare there's some good things going on there and it it, it 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 applies itself to the sports movie formula of you know down on their luck team that's you know the the long shot makes it all the way you know from iowa to you know the head of you know Any, any Olympic, you know, Special Olympics or otherwise, um, you don't think Iowa is going to be the place where champions are made. Um, No, no shots, you know, shots fired at Iowa here. But um, no, we're firing those shots. I I just (laughs) fuck you, Iowa. I was just a little disappointed at these guys with such high comedy pedigree, Um, you know, dumb and dumber. For all of its faults, still holds up as a ridiculously funny movie. Something about Mary, ridiculously funny. Shallow Hal did not age well at all, still pretty funny. Well, well um, I, have, I have a question on that. I have a question about
2: that. And those comedies, you know, we grew up with in, in the 90s and early 2000s. And I, I still think they're hilarious. I love them. But I do wonder if that style of comedy is dying out. And if maybe they're struggling with trying to incorporate aspects of a dying art into a new era of really what folks find funny.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the politically incorrect comedy is is dying, if not dead. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's so much rarer to see a movie get greenlit that they know is going to be flying too close to the sun. And that's the thing is like, I'm surprised, you know, these guys who have a track record of flying too close to the sun on even, even intellectual disabilities and dumb and dumber. And then again, you know, uh, shallow hell about body shaming issues. Like they've flown very close to the politically, if not all the way into the sun of the politically incorrect scope and to not, you know, even be edgy in any way in this movie. Um, I guess it, it just it just seemed like they were playing it too safe, and I almost think that that's a disservice to the story and to all the supporting cast of you know having all the, the folks with intellectual disabilities be in the movie. It's like why not make that movie the, the most it could be and the biggest possible thing it could be? Instead, you get this really safe, watered down movie. It's, it's harmless, but it's well, just like when you could have gone when you could have been a nine. Why do you why do you settle for a six? You know, are you
1: guys both aware that this is a remake? I Yes, off of a Spanish movie, right? Yeah, a movie out of Spain. Oh, I was not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's that far. I don't remember when the the original came out. It looked new-ish. I think only three years ago. It was like 2018. So So I wonder how much of following that formula maybe pushed them into, you know, Uh, uh, trying to recreate a movie that is already out there. You can't take as big a swing. And and chopping up a script that
2: already exists. Sure. Right. Well, before, before we get into like before we get into grading and everything, I, I would like to go around like I think we should go around the room and we could each state one thing of what worked in this movie for you and what didn't work. And for me, the, the uh, very obvious thing was like just like seeing actual professional actors who have disabilities get real roles was awesome. Like that really worked for me and that made me feel good. And that helped me overlook a lot of the not great parts of this film. What didn't work for me, again, was the very conflicted identity. Like, is it a love story? Is it a comedy? Is it a sports drama? And it was felt like it was 33% split each way, and I feel like it should be 80-10-10. That's the formula that works.
0: Agreed. A huge shout-out, again, Madison Tevlin, uh, the only girl on the team. She is hilarious. When she goes into the locker room, and gives them the get your shit together speech, like she crushes that. She's like, we're yeah. not doing this for the coach. We're doing this for us. And like just to deliver that with the amount of spunk that she did, like I I was sold on that sports movie moment, like of, of the sports movie moments that worked for me, the, 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 pep, the pep-up speech, Woody Harrelson almost nails the speech in the end of like you're already champions. You don't need to be, you know, this does not define you as a human being. Um, he almost nailed that speech. Um, but I, I'm I'm tipping my hats, Madison Tevlin, in um, in her whole comedic role of uh, you know, and and that's like a common thread of some of the funny parts. There's one um, one of the athletes. He's like, yeah, I've got two girlfriends. We have threesomes and all this stuff. And like, some oh, of the when like- he's
1: like, well, he was like, uh, you know, I was scared when I had a threesome the first time. But now I'm not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. And and it's like some of the super dirty
0: humor and like all the, you know, they're they're taking jabs at a lot of the misconceptions of intellectual disabilities. That stuff really worked for me. And And like, if I got like 90 minutes of that, probably a better movie of like what they're talking about, how they actually what is actually a barrier for them and what is not? You know what I mean? I, I thought that the community home was really great of like choosing to live together and why they choose to live together. And like, how, when does someone with an dis, uh, intellectual disability leave their parents' home and why? And under, you know, what safeguards and what ways can we incorporate them in society better? Like the kid with a job, like that whole subplot was great. So as much as I, uh, puppies and babies included on this podcast, folks, um, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that part of of diving into the experience of someone with an intellectual disability was really strong. My problem is that they got so watered down in the sports montages and the training and the coach's story of redemption who I don't really want him to be redeemed. He's got a DWI, a fresh DWI. And um, then he gets 90 days of community service for And the judge, other than being extremely lenient, um, I, 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 the, when they tie it back to how di- to get Darius back. So Darius, the star player has a, um, intellectual TBI. disability because he got in a car crash and um, it was a drunk driver who hit him. He was going to be a star basketball player before. And so one of the key moments of the movie is when Darius, this character has to forgive Woody Harrelson uh, for his DWI in order to it kind of accept it and, and say, all right, I'll play on your, and your team as long as you promise to never, ever do that ever they again. They do a good job of, of keeping it really close to the chest the whole movie though.
2: Cause
1: you, they don't really hint as to why he's so mad until 75% of the way through the movie. No, I do love most of all you get from him is just, nope. My, my, I think, okay, so my favorite part of the movie, there's a couple, but I think one of the ones that got me, I was super surprised by how funny I thought it was, was when they finally get up to Canada. And the one kid who's got the the like helmet on, and he's very like safety conscious and all that. Oh, and yeah. His like thing that he was excited about was how they were going to the like Geographic Center of Canada or whatever. Uh, yeah. And they're like doing the montage of them doing all this fun stuff. And he's like, is it as cool as you thought? And it like pans out to them at the sign that says like Geographic Center. He's like, it's even better. <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> like, I don't know why, but that one got me for a minute. Yeah. There's some genuine heartfelt moments. And that's why I like of
0: course, I'm going to tip my hat a little bit to Bob Farley, uh, director and, and writer and making this happen. And like good on Woody Harrelson and Caitlin Olson for for being in a movie, probably on the cheap to get a great story about, you know, intellectual disabilities out there. Um, I, I just I wish they leaned in a little bit harder. What I, I guess would be uh, my only thing um, Any anything else. I, boy, I feel like we, we blew through that. Any well, comments makes- on the DWI part of it? And would you guys, what would, how much punishment does a DWI in a movie need to get?
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's just to set the stakes, I suppose, like, you can get away with something like that. It did hit a cop car, though, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, I think feel, that that's jacking yeah, I feel it like, up. Uh. I
2: feel like not only is their, their, their humor style still not adapted too far from the 90s, but I think that also their, uh, perception of criminal punishment also is not because i'm pretty <laughs> right. sure you do not get a 90-day community service sentence for getting into you're gonna need yeah, some no cash matter what kind of sure. celebrity
0: you are right and he's got a public defender too so like it's pretty clear he doesn't have a zone lawyer which is like highly questionable too like he's oh got that some was
1: the, that actor was bubbles from trailer park boys right uh, oh yes yes that yeah. checks out. it took me a while to figure it out but i was like oh all right cool ben
2: ben and chris question for you as we you talk about movies like this, that they're they're very low gravity. They're easy to watch. There's, there's nothing more to them than meets the eye. It's just a feel-good, easy story. I, I think Woody Harrelson, for me, Woody Harrelson carries this movie a full letter grade. And before we get to the ratings, just other movies off the top of your head that you think have otherwise just, you've had one actor or actress really just carry what's otherwise like, it's fine. You'd probably leave it and forget about it. But because it's them, you watch it and you're like, oh, they actually carry this a full letter grade.
1: I mean, Boy, anything, I Nick like, Cage, right? Like you throw Nick Cage in a movie and I'm like, all right, well, I'm interested, not for the right reasons necessarily all the time, but yeah. like, I'll, I, I don't think that I would enjoy face off as much if it wasn't for like how crazy Nick Cage is acting, yeah. you know?
0: Mm. I don't know if I have any off the top of my head. I feel like there was like three or four COVID movies that were like this way. Um. I got nothing off the top of my head as far as, like, the one actor that could carry it. I feel like if George Clooney's in anything, like, I always talk about, like, who yep. got season tickets to, no matter how good or how bad, uh, the Michael Shannons of the world, the Brad Pitt's of the world, like, obviously, all your A-listers, plus, like, there's just a couple people who I really like. Jesse Eisenberg, I've watched some really weird indie stuff with Jesse Eisenberg just because he's in it, you know. Was that that uh, karate
1: one? Right. Oh, yeah, that was really great i started um, that i haven't finished it it was it was weird me i think i was too high when i started it for sure oh man I'm,
0: it's I weird it's weird um yeah so there's there's definitely some actors who will do that for me um but this this one is just interesting like like you said um we, you know on budget watch this is now 400 percent profit on this movie 4 million budget um 16 million box office already um, you know, only three weeks in. Obviously, they're going to get more revenue from Peacock once it hits streaming. Uh, but, you know, we're holding our darlings here with Babylon. $80 million budget. Still hasn't cleared the $70 million gross domestic. It, that It'll die in other. the red. It'll die in the red.
2: I am uh, curious. I'm curious. So focus. it's Focus Films that did this. To your point, 400% profit at this point. still going to. I wonder how much of its success is rooted in people who have been affected by intellectual disabilities, seeing it and saying, Oh, wow, I want to go see that. or And also how many people are like, I love Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson always does, is good enough. Like, I want to go see that. Like, cause I know for me, I saw Woody Harrelson was in it. I saw it was a comedy. I was like, you know what? There's really nothing else out right now that I really am dying to see that I haven't seen already. Yeah. I'll go check this out. Love a basketball
0: movie in the middle of March Madness. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, in, in the middle of March, when there's not a whole lot else out, you know, before the John Wick came out, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it came out of the smart time. Um, to your point about the common person liking this movie a lot, Rotten Tomatoes 94% uh audience score, and I think a lot of that has to do with the feel good nature of its content. It's like you love seeing um, you know, the intellectual disabilities and characters casted, and you know, it's funny. We're I, I just think like think about how much they got to do in this movie versus something like CODA, where the actors with were deaf, obviously completely different disabilities, but were able to do so much more in the movie. They're very much, there's more drama, more at stake for them. And like, I, I just, I wonder if the stakes were wrong. And so the Rotten Tomatoes split is something I always love to decipher. 58 by critics, 94 by the audience. So critically, um, you know, they're, they're bashing, uh, I, I think to, to our point, you know, two hours with too much, love interest and and coach redemption and a plot that doesn't make sense compared to probably just zooming right in on this the, the special olympics of it all and just like letting us watch some special olympics basketball and like making more jokes and just letting it be more real as opposed to this um watered down uh politically safe thing
1: well i think that's like a part of it is probably the you know a critic is looking for give me this movie as a movie. What's the story? What's like all this breakdown of subplots and all this stuff. Whereas performance. Right. All and whereas a general audience, like I, I recommended it to my mom the other day. She like called me, I was talking to her. I was like, Oh, you should bring like uh, my grandparents and you guys should go see it. Um, like kind of based off of like, you know, my experiences with my great uncle like, yeah. having Down syndrome and stuff. And that's just like a fun story and a way to like reconnect with that. But also, like, I think you look at how every once in a while there will be a video from like YouTube of like a heartwarming story from the Special Olympics where a competitor stops to help somebody else instead of like. And I think people just enjoy that that fun and like innocence and like purity of like people that are just like out there trying to do what they want to do. And have, you'll like,
2: 100 percent say what you want about like critique this film as a film however you want as, as a human being, you're not going to leave going to see this movie feeling worse than you went in. Like, you will leave feeling better, and that mm-hmm. is the purpose of the movie, in my opinion.
1: Right, and I, that's what I I think it's like you, if you try and critique it too hard as a movie like that does you know it's no fucking like the departed or you know something crazy you're ruining it for yourself by thinking too hard but it's just something that it's like you know what this is nice this is fun i'm yeah i i am enjoying it enough to the point where like you know yeah it's it's solid for me and it it really
2: hits all audiences too because i feel like the joke like it's not too it's i don't find i didn't find it offensive at all so you can take to your point chris you could take your mom you could take your grandparents to it but it's also funny enough that you, I think you could take, like, teenage kids to it, too, and there's no issues there. And then For you sure. can have a bunch of guys in their mid-30s that sit around and do podcasts, and they'll go to it and laugh at well, it. Well, we're there. also
1: the Barbie crowd, so you never know what we're yeah, that's into.
0: That's true. Uh, that is true. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, over under, how many 40-year-olds are on Tinder in Iowa? <laughs> in des moines iowa I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like i feel like we should uh geofence ourselves on tinder right now to see who's swiping on on tinder um just to see you know if if woody and uh caitlin olsen are, are on there uh that'd, that'd be a great little marketing trick right there <laughs> um I, I'm, I'm just saying scroll across a woody a basketball coach whose guys act together Maybe be bald
1: but i think she'd be, she she did all right you know um to quote that one girl though he's no mcconaughey he, yeah, that's so, yeah, absolutely she, not. He's no McConaughey. That was a great one with the fucking like true detective and shit. I yeah. was like, all right, that's a deep, cut They're really there. funny. I,
0: I do, I do, yeah, I do think some of the one liners, uh, are going to live on and, and props to the, the whole cast, uh, the supporting cast, especially, um, the you know, Madison Tevlin. I'm, I'm looking out. I think she can probably, you know, be an amazing supporting, if not lead in a lot of, um, future stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Um as as a critic, being the critic, I had to give this movie a C, but I do think on the feel-good scale it probably is closer to a B. I'm not giving Woody Harrelson or Farley credit for that. I think just on the feel-good scale, it's probably closer to a B. But on the critical movie scale, I I gotta stick to my guns on the C there. Guys,
1: uh, do you want you wanna rate it before we get to our sports draft? Just like pure enjoyment wise, i will probably give it like a B minus, something like that. Like mm. You know, I, like I said, I had a, a a personal kind of connection to the story idea and I don't know, it's just a fun, like sit there and watch a movie for fucking hour and a half, two hours. Well, it's not that long, you know, like it was fun. Yeah. I think, I think for me, uh, I agree. It's a B minus for me. I think Woody Harrelson
2: keeps it together. I think otherwise it's a little bit long for that style of a movie and you, it's two hours and that's oh, a, standard, it? a standard. It's a standard. That's kind of like a standard runtime. However, it, it's if you cut it down 20 minutes, which our listeners may be like, oh, 20 minutes isn't shit. That's a sixth of the movie and it's mm. a sixth of the time of them trying to figure out what direction they want to take it in. But I think Woody Harrelson, it, it, he kept me engaged enough to keep me paying attention and laughing and keep me invested in the other characters. I give it a B minus. All right. Um, I have. I do enough. have one it,
1: other one other question now. Did you shit. guys see Peanut Butter Falcon?
2: No, but I've heard really good things with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, I've heard really great things. Ben, have you seen it?
1: I haven't. No, that I one's have. really good. That's another like. There's, it's only one uh, person with like mental disabilities that's acting in it, but it's it's a much more. Uh, it would get better critic reviews. You know what I mean. It's a more in depth, mm, yeah. and like there's a lot more going on. Yeah, I that's think a, really I, think, that's a, movie I think Peanut Butter
0: Falcons on prime. That yep. movie is awesome. Good, yeah, good good pull, Chris. Uh that's that's a, a good pairing uh with this a double feature. Um all right, I guess we're going we're going gonna to our next segment um which is our uh our starting five from our sports movie draft here. Uh Let's the rules go. are you need the you, no no specific positions, you know, just got to be in a sports movie. Um it had to be an athlete in a sports movie. We're going to draft five of them um, in snake draft order. And then you also have to get a coach in there somehow. So whether you save your coach for last or first, I think coaches. Well, no, I
1: say we do, we do five starting five and then last round will just be last coach. round. It's gotta be coach. Yeah. I like that. I
0: like that. So there's no pressure on grabbing a coach early. Um, so uh, we've predetermined our orders so that we don't have to do some editing. Uh, Chris is going to lead us off. I'm going to go second. And then Shane is on the turn again. Um, fellas a- any any thoughts on sports movies in general we love the sports formula we love the underdog story um all, all these characters are you know this is why we're doing it it's just to talk about these sports movies um, any, any thoughts before we get started
2: no i think i think they're they're great for what they are you always know what you're going to get they never let you down they're solid they're like they're like do- they're like when you order dominos off the dominos app you know like, exactly what you're going to
1: get every single time when there is such an interesting range of sports movies, right? You have your kids' sports movies. You have your comedy sports movies. You can have your gritty sports movies. Mm-hmm. You're like feel good. Like there's a huge range of stories that you can tell within the context of sports. And I think that that's always interesting. There yeah, are very
2: few sports movies that I, that I could think of off, like the top of my head to that point before about like the audience score versus the critic score. There's only like two or three that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like those are fantastic films like those are really 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 well made movies with incredible performances
0: hmm. and, and, and a weird obsession with boxing a lot of boxing movies and sports movies but there's there's a lot of other ones you know we talk about the big sports. I'm surprised there aren't more football movies um you know there's the last movie I watched was Underdog American Underdog um, which is the story of the Rams quarterback Kurt Warner um, yep. played by a handsome Boy himself uh, who just did Shazam can't think of his name off the top of my head um Levi there uh Zachary Levi I can't believe there aren't more sports movies because obviously sports is the always you know especially football the number one thing on TV ratings wise every week I I'm surprised there aren't more sports movies um you know we got King Richard in the last couple of years obviously the big Oscar debacle over that I I'm just surprised there aren't more sports movies period because of America's obsession with
1: sports it's interesting did you guys ever watch Draft Day yeah love draft day Michael Was draft costner, day good i always costner, thought draft day looked like it was gonna be not great it it
0: you thought it was gonna be not bad but it's like instant rewatchable in my mind um because huh. you're just like cleveland browns on a draft day this sounds terrible who wants to follow the cleveland browns and then and then they land big kevin costner and then you're like oh this movie's gonna be fine they, they got the Kevin from, Costner? No, he's the the gm for the browns and then yeah. uh Gardner's in it um the guy from veep the really funny skull tall skinny guys in it um who's the guy from the fire truck movies i show um the irish guy blondie who's in draft day he's great in it too there's just some really great people in that movie um anyway i it's funny i don't think i'm gonna draft any any players from draft day but that's a good again yeah three football movies in the last 10 years that's crazy i think we need more football movies um anything else before we get going no, I'm ready to get after it. All right, Chris, lead us off with let's let's get drafting.
1: Lead us off with our first pick. Uh, okay, so I got to do it. I've got to start off with Michael Jordan and Space Jam. We knew we knew, you know, if it's Michael Jordan's be, right? out there, like, it's got It's be. Michael yeah, yeah. It's Michael Jordan and it's Michael Jordan with the ability to stretch his arms, which he figures out <laughs> at the end. So like we can. We're not losing.
2: I'm just taking all five of the monsters starting five. Just
0: to. <laughs> just to I was going to say, it. where does Bill Murray rank on your draft boards? Guys? I actually, like, I actually, thought I was about thinking him. Murray
2: for a little. I time. actually thought about him in my when I was
0: doing notes. Sneakily, one of the best kids slash sports movies of all time, just because you got Michael Jordan, who's not a great actor, but he is fantastic at that movie. So kudos to the actor and the athlete in the movie. Um. Boy, I'm looking down my list, and there's, there's a lot here. I, it's funny. I was going to go coach first, and now I'm going to pivot a little bit. Um, ah, I'm going for a great, great sports movie. And I, I, feel, I feel like there's more good baseball sports movies than anything. Um, and I'm starting, I'm starting my captain, Gina Davis, as Dottie Hinson from A League of Their Own. Not only does she look phenomenal, she is a ball player <laughs> holy crap i think she could play period like as a catcher she, the throws she made to get the guys out in second dealing with stupid tom hanks as her coach uh gina davis legend of the screen legend for uh league of their own that's 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 my first pick
2: that's a good pick yeah solid poll. for my number one i'm gonna mix villain and hero into my draft for my number one pick i'm going shooter mcgavin
1: Love
0: it.
2: Shooter. <laughs> from hey, uh, from Billy Madison. No, no, no. no. From Happy Gilmore. Gilmore.
0: Have, did you see that Sandman just won the um, uh, Mark Twain Comedy Humor Award from the Kennedy Center? Speaking of no. great content that came out this week, um uh, get on youtube get on the kennedy center youtube channel um all these comedians just roasting the sandman and being like i can't roast him too hard because he always hires me for their movies you know <laughs> and just like there's so so many good sandman jokes um who loves them more drew barrymore or rachel from friends uh jennifer aniston um so a lot of funny bits uh love the pick of shooter shooter mcgavin's twitter Have, do you guys follow shooter mcgavin on twitter <laughs> no no i didn't know that was a thing. oh my god still amazing still roasting everybody um go follow shooter mcgavin on twitter uh looms large in the sports movie world uh, amazing amazing pick you got you got a double pick here shane go for another one yeah with my next pick the first pick of the second round i'm going with squints from sandlot oh classic i uh, love that movie uh stephanie's family's big sandlot uh I'm surprised you didn't go with Who's the main um Benny the Jet? Yeah, Benny the Jet.
2: That's I my, just that's almost, I almost took Benny but I liked how Squints pulled the fast one at the pool.
0: He's got spirit. Mm, he's going he's going to do what he needs to do to get the win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um fantastic movie. Shout out to the dog. <laughs> I was like does he count as a player because I mean he he catches a mean, mean fly ball. You can um, get him out there. <laughs> I love it. Benny the Jet, classic movie. Classic movies. Um, I'm, I'm staying hard in the baseball lane. Um, I, I, I'm drafting both on actor and on, uh, power of the person that they're representing. Uh, I'm going with the Jackie Robinson, uh, played as depicted by Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Um, 42, great movie, fantastic movie, miss Chadwick Boseman so much, um, crushes that movie, crushes it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just in a baseball
1: mood. Opening days tomorrow. Uh, did you guys Let's catch go? 40, yeah, a while ago. It's been a, it's been a while. I think
0: Chadwick really Boseman's
1: sad. death. Chadwick
2: Chadwick Boseman's passing is one that always creeps up and makes me sad. Like it's not at the forefront of my mind when I think about movies, but when like when you look back at all the work that he did, you're like, wow,
1: that he was the man. Absolutely,
0: uh, Chris, you're up. What do you got?
1: Oh fuck yeah! I'm very excited for this back to back right now. Okay. Uh, so I guess it doesn't matter the order. So I'm going to go with, uh, my second pick footsteps, Falco. Fuck. He was on my list too. Goddamn right. He was. And I took him. God damn it. Fucking the replacements. And I also like to imagine that that Keanu character is a continuation of his character from point break. He
0: yeah. got the, he got the
1: football injury with his knee. And then I like to think that after the FBI, he went and started playing again. And doesn't okay. he look like a quarterback? He's tall. He's lanky. You know, he's got
0: the, the dark sunshine hair. You know what I mean? Speaking of uh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Titans, you yep. know he's, he's just kind of got that vibe. And he he would be a Philadelphia Eagle. I fucking hate the Eagles. I'm a huge fan. And, and, and <laughs> like, that's the only reason Keanu, man. You know, Keanu, I ride so hard, especially in the week of John Wick. But Keanu, there was never even a chance on my list. <laughs> I would have taken Chris, the kicker, the Irish kicker from that from that movie. Would have
2: been oh my, yeah, that guy. Was, that guy was
1: solid too. He's just smoking <laughs> all the
2: time. Chris, yeah. you get back to back here.
1: Yeah, my back to back. Uh, I'm gonna take another poll with uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. He was he got game. We'll get this, motherfucker. Goddamn right, <laughs> Mr. Shuttlesworth. I'm a one of the best <laughs> names for a character of all time. And you know what? He's going to go have some threesomes at colleges, and we need that on the team too. (laughs) Ben, you're up. You got to love it.
0: Um, You know, I I know I've talked a lot about this movie, um, but I loved Hustle so much. And so Mm. I got to take the cruise missile from Honcho, actual NBA player who acted his butt off with the Sandman. Speaking of Sandman, uh, I
2: love Hustle. Was it Anthony Edwards or was it – who no,
0: the Quancho uh, is the basketball player. Um, what's his real name in the movie? It's it's Cruz. They keep calling him the Cruise Missile. Um, but uh, hold on a second. Two seconds. Two seconds. Uh. Actual character name Bo Cruz is him and is the character name Bo Cruz. I should have known that. Yeah, he's Juancho okay. Hernan Gomez uh of okay. the Celtics. And then uh, you know, he's obviously a basketball player in real life. So the basketball actually looked phenomenal in that movie. Um, yep. and just love that movie. Doesn't get enough cred as a fantastic 2020 2020. 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020 it's <laughs> just call back there. Um yeah, so I'm I'm grabbing Juancho. Geschou- All right. I got back to back's
2: I'm going to go for – to end the third round, I'm going to go international here. I'm going Ivan Drago from uh, Rocky Four. Wow. (laughs) I will break you.
0: (laughs) That's terrible, Ivan Drago, but yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We got it. And then with the first pick, I I cannot believe that this person has fallen this far. With the first pick of the fourth round, every team needs a guy who's going to be the heartbeat of the team, who's just going to make – every. he's a locker room guy. He's going to make them tick.
0: G-Baby from Hardball. I'm going G-Baby. Uh, excellent. Excellent. I mean, I got to get back to Rocky Four here just a little bit because if he dies, he dies. Like so many <laughs> one-liners. I, I, if I wanted a guy on my team to do nothing but one-liners, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is there to satisfy. <laughs> um, that yep. just he, he looks like he would literally just a murderous muscle machine in that movie. Fucking love that movie. Rocky Four probably peak Rocky movie for me. I, three, it's three and four right side by side with each other. unbelievable soundtrack for rocky Four. four oh absolutely incredible gotta love that uh who's the flugelhorn player that everybody likes to make fun of it's so solid i can't think of it off the top of my head um man joan chuck man joan so good <laughs> hardball great movie too holy cow um i guess that brings it back to me yep. um all right, this this is where I'm gonna start showing my movie nerd uh cred a little bit here. Um I'm you guys seen a little movie uh called Raging Bull, uh with a little star actor Bobby De Niro, uh a little star director Marty Scorsese. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I'm taking Jake LaMotta, baby. He is the raging bull. He's pure physicality in the ring. He doesn't stop. Going back to back on the boxes here, uh Often cited as one of the peak cinematic movies of how to do sports. And that's what you got to love about Scorsese too, is he didn't just stay in his lane with the gangster movies, didn't just stay in his lane doing whatever the heck he's known for the most. Because I think of him as documentary, I think of a sports movie, I think of him as drama, I think of him all, all these things. And you know, Bob De Niro, obviously longtime worker with Scorsese, plays an amazing Jake LaMotta boxer, just physicality, brutal. It's it's funny, um, Creed three um let uh, talk about falling from grace this week um what's his what's his name he was just in ant-man uh, we're uh about jonathan majors bit. jonathan majors tough week for jonathan majors but jonathan majors cited jake Almada and bob de niro's performance as very inspirational for his role in Creed 3 so uh you got. i'll we'll leave the 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 listeners to go Google Jonathan Majors. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. It would be a real bummer if he turned out to be a piece of
2: shit because I was really rooting for yeah, him. Yeah,
0: the allegations aren't looking good. So you know we're 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 holding on to our stock for now, but it's it's uh it's plummeting. Know. Yes, exactly.
1: By the um, day, Chris, you got back to back. Yeah, man, you guys have barely touched my list, so I feel like I have like too the many options right of now. The sports movie is is deep, deep, deep. So. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I've got mostly basketball players right now, so I think I'm gonna have to switch it up and I'm gonna go with uh, Henry Rowan rookie of the year. Mm. The uh, pitcher, the kid pitcher that like he messes his arm oh, up yeah, or something, and the has, rocket, his yeah. tendon gets too tight, so he's just firing fastballs. Yep it's a good pick oh yeah i always get that movie in angels in the outfield mixed up
0: because isn't it the same person am i am i hallucinating i that? think it's pretty much the same guy i <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, know. except like, for there's
1: not actually angels in the outfield right the it's, i think they they had that kid lined up for a couple of baseball movies for some reason <laughs> yeah it's a super solid pick though um
0: yeah you got back to Sea biscuit. you're picking the horse i'm picking the, seabiscuit. the horse <laughs> seabiscuit
2: <laughs> that's the worst pick in any drop i overseen. think it's
1: gonna really you want to pass
2: that you know what you want speaking, a speaking of when the Eagles, speaking of the eagles that's worse than when the eagles traded five years of their franchise to draft carson fucking once
1: nope i'm taking <laughs> three biscuit baby and he's gonna fucking crush that's the most saratogian pick you could have possibly
0: made <laughs> for the record I'll it wasn't good of
1: racers uh <laughs>
0: fucking biscuit what's his name spider-man's in that movie <laughs> that's all that <laughs> biscuit was
2: not yeah toby was in that movie Seabiscuit biscuit was nominated for a movie of the like best picture in the academy awards which is insane
0: yeah so i guess well i guess we'll give you some some cred there um talking about a movie that was nominated and i couldn't let my my girl slip slip off, the, I, slip know off the I know you're i know what you're doing here i'm going for it Tanya Harding, baby, yep. she is. Everybody needs that one hard ass on their team that's gonna put an ice skate through somebody's knee. <laughs> I'm taking Margot Robbie, my my Hollywood crush right now. Uh, my Hollywood season tickets, every movie. Let's go, Barbie. Let's go party. I'm taking Margot all the way, all the way to the championship because she took it one way or another. And you know what? If I need if I need to take it dirty, I'll take it. Uh I got one pick. That's that no pick. my Margot Robbie
2: takes. There's no, no, that's a- <laughs> no, that's a good pick. I got one pick, and so I've gone one golfer, two baseball players, one boxer. So I'm torn. I- I'd like to get another sport in here. It- this is a homer pick. I'm gonna do it. Peter LaFleur from Dodgeball.
0: Yeah, that's a solid one. Love it. Uh, was that the name of um. Whose character was Peter Flora? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, okay. so that yeah, is Vince, the main I would have
1: gone with actually. Michelle, but, you know. That's I, like- I have Steve the Pirate on my okay, list, Okay, yeah, too. Steve the Pirate. So
2: quick, quick re- yeah, so, quick recap before we get into coaches. So, number one, Chris took Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Number two, Ben, you took uh, Dottie Hinson from A League of Their Own. Number three, Shane, myself, I took Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Number four, I took Squins from The Sandlot. Number five, Ben, you took Jackie Robinson, depicted by the late Chadwick Boseman from 42 number six Chris you took Shane Footsteps Falco from the replacements number seven Chris you took Jesus Jesus Shutter, Jesus Shuttlesworth from he got game Fantastic. number number eight Ben you took the cruise missile from hustle number nine I took I took Ivan Drago from Rocky four number 10 I took G baby the steal of the draft from
1: Hardball. Uh Seabiscuit. Number right.
2: eleven, <laughs> Ben, you took uh Jake Almada from Raging Bull. Number twelve, Chris, you took Henry garter from Rookie of the Year. Number thirteen, Chris, you took Seabiscuit from Seabiscuit.
1: God damn right.
2: Number fourteen, Ben, you took Tanya Harding from I Tanya, played by Margot Robbie. And number fifteen, I took Peter Lafour from Dodgeball.
0: Love it. Let's, get awesome let's Let's do some coaches quick here. Uh Let's do let's let Shane pick coach first because he was was pick three here. Oh, well, that's in that's an easy pick with the number one pick of the coaching draft.
2: I am taking Uh,
1: Gordon Bombay. Yeah, I had that one, I was thinking Gordon Bombay for sure. Flying, flying V, you got to do it. Quack, quack,
0: quack, quack. Uh, That's an easy pick. Boy, there's there's a lot of good coaches out here, and I wanted to get I don't want to spoil it because I mean, Chris might still take it. Um, well yeah after we get through this of who we left on the board here um i think i think i'm grabbing denzel i I think i'm going uh coach from remember the titans herman boone terrible i don't even remember his actor his uh name in that movie but i mean if you can get denzel the you know you taking denzel all the time he brought he not only brought them to a championship but he may have solved segregation race issue <laughs> single-handedly but do you think that his his wacky antics actually solved anything in no time? this is a very interesting question i don't even know that might be another one too long it
1: has been way oh, yeah. too I long i'm grabbing denzel so i had four people on my coaches list and you guys mm. took two of them but okay. i still think i got the best one and that's Mr. Miyagi. Uh, he was on mine, too. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi was pick. like, because like, he's going to have my team. Biscuit's going to be like out there, like painting a fence or something. And all of a sudden, Biscuit's nasty at baseball or something. Like, yeah. Just they're going to figure it out and they're not even going to realize it. Yep. The- no, Coach Carter. Co- nobody from no. Coach Carter got taken.
0: Yeah. Another legendary actor. Uh, not not the greatest movie. And I think I think really good coach. Um you know what, Denzel does for segregation, uh, Coach Carter does for inner city schools and education. That's um, true. And he has stuff. Timo
2: Cruz, he has Timo Cruz do roughly 3,000
0: push ups in one day <laughs> to get back yeah, on I'm the out team. push-ups. Out of control, the sprints were ridiculous too. Like, like yeah. what's his name? He's just like following over. He's done so much, <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah.
1: love it. Uh, my these my are so many. My left like, coach was uh, um, John Candy in mm, Cool Runnings. Who's yes. yours? Who's yours, Ben?
0: Uh, I left Al Pacino on the board as a coach. Uh, he's Tony D'Amato from Any Given Sunday. Yep. I wanted to get some football on my list, and so I, it was either Denzel or, or
2: Pacino. My leftover coach is going to be Conroe Neal, Keanu Reeves from In Hardball.
1: Mm. Uh, I got a couple. I got a couple of players on the board that I, I want to throw <laughs> out there. I did a couple. I pulled some that were in the same movie as like somebody that like Shane picked or something. So yep. like, mm. I'll leave those ones. But I also had uh, Coffee Be- Coffee Black played by Andre Three Thousand and Semi Pro. love it. Um, Andy Brink Brinker from the Disney Channel movie Brink. Brink. Is it inline the ro- skating, is it the roller skating, yeah, inline movie. skating. Fuck yeah, dude! It's Team puppets Puppet Puppet all baby. day. Let's go. Uh, I had Cal Norton Junior. And then I was kind of between Seabiscuit Biscuit and Airbud. For a little while, Oh, Air Bud mm-hmm. I wasn't like, sure if I wanted. Would have been a great pick. And then Kenny Powers was like, I didn't know oh, if you were doing shit. TV, so I oh, yeah, I left, Base- I left baseball,
0: him on. Yeah, Absolutely. TV. Uh, I mean, Jamie Foxx is still out there as Willie. I was Beeman, gonna say Willie you know, Beeman was on there. Legendary too. Dennis Quaid as the the uh, was that another the rookie? Um, or, or was it? The yeah, that's show? the rookie. The, he's like, yeah, super old guy comes in first time MLB. Um, there's so many great actors in sports movies that we just completely left yeah we're we're tight on time here guys um but excellent drafting we love sports movies uh champions not the greatest sports movie but a decent sports movie go check it out if you can um fellas what what do we got coming down the pipe for next week did we figure it out yeah are we are we going into the spider-verse next week
2: yeah i think in anticipation of the number one pick of our last draft i think we should probably recap where it all
0: started We're doing it. We're going into the Spider-Verse, the animated 2019 uh, crusher of a film, um, which really brought Miles Morales to the forefront. We got a lot to talk about, fellas. Really excited to break down that movie. Uh, Anything else before we wrap up? This has been awesome. Thanks, guys. I could
2: have drafted five players, all from the movie Hardball, and the Hardball Coach, by the way.
0: I was going to say, we didn't even get Wild Thing from... uh, Minor major league, like so many, so many left, so much meat left on that bone. When I was doing some research
2: today, I, I remembered that Miles, the pitcher from Hardball, they would just let him wear his headphones because he would get too nervous with the crowd and he would just lo- listen to uh, Big Papa on repeat for nine <laughs> straight innings
0: <laughs> and he would just throw gas for nine straight innings. <laughs> That's got to work. So good. All right, fellas, it's been wonderful. uh We'll see you again next week. Peace. Yes. Peace. Peace.